Hey everybody, Rob here. Very excited to talk about the Survivor Worlds Apart cast release. We're going to talk about the seven things you need to know about the new cast and season of Survivor with Josh Wiggler. But first, I've got a 30-second promo that I want to play about another new show coming to Podcast One. This is the Chive Podcast promo coming up. And then, it's Rob Has a Podcast. Coming to Podcast One this Thursday, The Chive, the podcast. This is really cool. If it's funny, it's hot, and it's trending, they're on it. Yes, sir! So tell all your friends, The Chive's coming to Podcast One. Well, at least the ones who like comedy, sports, and, and boobs. America loves what they love. The Chive, the podcast. Coming to Podcast One this Thursday. That's podcastone.com. Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob Has a Podcast. And now, here's the guy who is always struggling with how many buttons to do on his collar, Rob Sesternino. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our seven things you need to know about Survivor Worlds Apart podcast. And I am here with a man who is very pumped up for 30 seasons of Survivor. Uh, he's so pumped up that he's been talking about every season of Survivor with me over uh, these last couple of months in in our free time. Uh, here he is, the one and only man that you know from Post Show Recaps, from MTV.com, and a million other places. Of course, Parade Magazine. Here's Josh Wiggler. Pumped up? Yes. More like I'm exhausted, Rob. You're exhausted. Oh, oh you're, you're underinflated? No, no. I'm really pumped up. I'm amped. I'm psyched. Yes. This is great. Good. Season 30. Yes. Season 30 is here. And this is officially the end of the Survivor offseason. Now we're in the Survivor preseason. Yeah, we're in the preseason. Things are starting to heat up. Uh, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time. I feel, I feel, uh, I don't know. I do feel far from you, Rob. I feel worlds apart. We're worlds apart. Yeah. Okay. So. We have a lot to do here today. In case you've been living under a purple rock, uh, the Survivor Season 30 cast has been announced. Of course, uh, the Worlds Apart twist, blue collar, white collar, no collar, are the twists this season. And we'll talk all about the ramifications of what we learned today, which is a lot. Uh, so we've broken this into seven things and maybe some random things uh, at the end that really didn't fit into any of these boxes. But uh, a lot to do here today. Happy cast announcement day, Josh. Happy cast announcement day to you. Now, I was kind of disappointed that they didn't get anybody from White Collar for the White Collar Tribe. <laughs> yes, the TV show? Yeah, you would think like they could they could probably swing at least like, I don't know, Tiffany Amber Thiessen could probably show up. I had no idea that Tiffany Amber Thiessen was even on that. You're missing out. I am missing out. Yeah. Maybe they could actually get her to be on Survivor one day. I feel like it's not, it can't be that hard to get Kelly Kapowski on Survivor. Yeah. I think that's probably more of a Survivor 40-ish thing, but we'll see. Down Do you the think road. that she's a big enough deal that she's Survivor 40 material? Hey, if Ian Ziering can be one of the stars of Celebrity Apprentice, we can get Tiffany Amber Thiessen on Survivor. She'd be 45 by the time that we get to Survivor 40. She's 40 now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So a lot to look forward to uh, in the coming 10 seasons of Survivor as we get to uh, Kelly Kapowski one day playing on Survivor. Uh, Josh, this week, in addition to the real cast being announced, I also cast a fake season of Survivor 
an all-star season with uh, Gordon Holmes and some controversy. Not everybody loved the picks we came up with. Nobody liked the picks. Is that right? <laughs> Nobody seemed like they loved what we did. Uh, a lot of people liked it, uh, but there's what, also... What were the main complaints? What, what didn't people like? Uh, you know, I don't want to give it away. I don't, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't listened to it, but go ahead and, and check that out on robinsonwebsite.com. Can't be mad at damn Judd, man. That's, that's pretty good casting, man. Yeah, we needed you there to do the impression. Oh, man. Coming up in volume two of the Evolution of Strategy. Of course, yes. Evolution of Strategy is also going along here during the Survivor offseason slash preseason. Josh and I have been going through in accordance with celebrating the 30th anniversary season of Survivor. We have gone back to take a look at how the strategy has evolved all the way through Survivor history. And we are in the midst of volume one, which is chapters one through 10, the audiobook experience. We are dropping one chapter a week. People are really enjoying it. But Josh, this this Friday is a big one. It's the it's the it's the event. It's the it's the one. This is the one. This is what everyone's here for. Okay, this is it. Survivor the Amazon is dropping on Friday on the evolution of strategy. If you want to get in on that, you could check it out at evolutionofstrategy.com. You could hear the whole Borneo chapter for free. And also we're gonna do something a little bit big. For this one, we are going to set this up where I'm going to put part one of the Amazon chapter out as a podcast. So you're going to get that in your Rob is a podcast feed on Friday as well. So just part one dealing with the first episode uh, and my journey to the Amazon. Uh, that is going to be displayed in your podcast feed for you to listen to. I, I mean, how, how long could that be talking about just one episode of Survivor? I don't know. Let's say three-ish hours, <laughs> yep. I think. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think it's about two hours, 45 minutes or so. Is, yeah. is that one chapter on your journey to the Amazon in your first episode? So that should tell you how big the Amazon chapter is. This, I think it clocks in at 13 hours. This is huge. I needed this. Yes. Ooh. Yes, Ooh. people needed it. Ooh. Yes. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, but that's what we're going to oh. do on Friday. So uh, even if you're not listening to uh, the evolution of strategy. I think you will probably enjoy my firsthand experience of uh, all the events that take place in the first three days of Survivor the Amazon, all part of the 13-hour uh, uh, Survivor Strap Amazon chapters. Yeah. Strap in for that one. Okay. Uh, and, of course, uh, you can get all of Volume 1 and see all of our other chapters at evolutionofstrategy.com. All right, here we go. Seven things you need to know about Survivor Worlds Apart. First thing, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into it. All right. Number one, what Survivor and Jeff Probst define as white collar, blue collar, and no collar may not line up with what you think that is. Yeah. <laughs> Loose definition, I, w- I would say. Loose definition. Okay. So, yeah, give Gordon Holmes and I some liberty with the people that we selected because, all right. So, here's what you would think. You know, white collar people, you think they're sort of like working in an office. And they're the people that are sort of like, you know, these very professional people, executives, doctors, people like that. Yeah, I, I think of the people who are going to fire me. You yeah. Know, like, I think of the people who are just going to, to shame me at the, uh, at the office building. That's right. And then the blue collar people, those are the people, you know, I think, you know, manual labor, working with your hands, the people uh, working on the streets. Southern Bells. Yes, Southern Bells as well. Yes, like that. Like those kind of Southern Bells. And the then Natalie no, Whites of the world. Yeah. 
And then no collar people. Those are you people that are sort of like making their making their own way in the world. They're all smoking doobies on the beach. Yeah, Burning Man. You know. All right, Courtney Merritt. That's right. That's right. All right. So, uh, all right. Here's how Jeff sees the world, and we touched on this in the Gordon Holmes podcast. Uh, but this is from Dalton Ross's uh, interview with Jeff. Uh, Dalton Ross has plenty of good stuff. Gordon Holmes as well. Also, CBS.com are so going to be our sources for most of the information. Also, uh, Steve Helling on People, uh, People.com has a lot of good stuff today. So here's what uh, Dalton Ross had from Jeff. The concept for this season is white collars, which tend to be the people who work in offices, might wear a suit and are in charge. They make the rules. Uh, versus the blue collars, and this is really what America was built on and still is what drives America, and these people work outside. They might wear a uniform. They might work with their hands, and they follow the rules. Uh, so it's that ver- versus the no collars. Uh, these are the people that they don't have any interest in the status quo or tradition. It might be a jeweler. It could be a sailboat instructor or maybe somebody who works down on the beach, and they tend to break the rules. So it's all about the people that are making the rules, the people that are following the rules, and the people that are breaking the rules. They should have called this uh, Survivor Rule Breakers. <laughs> yes. Rule Makers, Rule Followers, and Rule Breakers. Yeah, I would watch that season. Yeah, the rules are out the window. Yeah, and you know what? If they're going to have like the collar theme, at least the buffs could be collar-shaped. Do <laughs> you want collar buffs that they all have to wear them? Um, yeah, I feel like that'd be good. Well, I feel like that the blue collar tribe, we got them in blue, but then the white collar, we have them in yellow, and then no collar, we have them in, like, in red. Yeah, I I think that uh, we could have tried a little harder on these, on these buff colors. Yeah, although a white collar buff would probably be the worst buff ever. But it would be unique. It would be unique, but... It's season 30, try something new. Yeah. I mean, that white buff would very quickly be a yellow buff uh, without their survivor. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, white, not great for TV shows, I feel like one of the foreign survivors did a white buff once. (laughs) Whoa, Josh, I didn't know you watched a lot of foreign survivor. I don't don't watch a lot of foreign survivor. I couldn't even tell you which one it is. Somebody could point it out, but I'm pretty sure that exists. Okay, so we'll check that out. Uh, we can pinpoint where the white buff is. And, right. and Rob, I liked your idea for a translucent buff. Yes, or, a cellophane uh, no buff. Color. Yeah. <laughs> or just no buff at all. Yeah, hey, they're breaking the rules, right? Yeah, they'll be the first tribe without a buff. Yeah, because they're no collars. Yeah. Anyway, all right, so Josh, does anybody stand out to you as what is this person doing on this tribe uh, based on what Jeff is telling us? Um... I don't know. I feel like it, it's sort of like the brains brawn beauty thing all over again, where there were just certain people that you felt could have gone on any tribe. Like, why is Garrett on the brains tribe? Garrett should probably be on the beauty tribe or even the brawn tribe. Why is LJ on the beauty? He should be a brawn. Uh, and I, I feel like, you know, there were some arbitrary distinctions there on brain, beauty, and, and brawn. And I feel like it's, it's similar here. Like, I, I could see... I don't know, a barrel racer, that could be no collar to me. I mean, what, Sierra Thomas, I feel like she could be no collar. Yeah, so uh, we have a contestant whose occupation is a barrel racer. How does that work? I don't know. I, I guess just a professional barrel racer does a lot of barrel racing. Does she, does she barrel, go barrel rolls? Do a barrel roll. <laughs> is she inside the barrel or is she on top of the barrel? 
I don't know, but she would be very good for like an inside the barrel challenge. That tends to happen on Survivor. Yeah. So that would be a very interesting. You could not get me in a barrel. Really? That's not going to happen ever? <laughs> the only way you could get me in a barrel is if like uh, you had like um, Walter White kills me. And uh-huh. then uh, that's how they dispose and of the body. And liquefies your body. Yeah, like Jesse yeah. goes and gets a barrel and then puts me in it. <laughs> Don't give Jatia any ideas here, Rob. Yeah, that's probably the only way you it's would see me, see me in a barrel. But I also, th- you know, like someone like Lindsay, the, the hairdresser, which is a character Lindsay! you've never seen on Survivor before. <laughs> uh, like, I feel like she just looks no collar to me, does not look blue collar to me at all. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think that, and I think that this is Jeff's own admission, too, that, you know, they got a, what they perceived to be a really great cast of, of contestants and decided, how can we split them up? How can we find a theme with this group? And I think that, you know, in some cases, you, you're going to see people who could probably be on other tribes. It's going to be a little bit arbitrary. I don't think that it's going to affect things too much. But, you know, I, I would be probably a little more up in arms about this if Kagayan hadn't worked out as well as it did. Yeah, Kagayan is fantastic. And so in sort of keeping with that, what you brought up. So Dalton Ross talks uh, with Jeff Probst about that and talks about how this season is similar to that and asks Jeff Probst if the success of that season helped influence the creative twist for Worlds Apart. And Jeff says, you know, it probably had a hand subconsciously. The biggest thing that helped this is realizing the mistake we made in season 29, where we chose our theme first and then cast people to that theme. That's what you do on traditional television shows or in a movie, but Survivor is different. What we do best is find the group of people and then figure them out. So we were very determined this season. We weren't going to let that happen again. So we have this group of people and we kept looking at the different ways we could break them up. All right. So first off, this is to me as a person who follows Survivor, this is sort of a shocking admission on Jeff's part. I mean, this close to Survivor 29. This this guy did not like San Juan Del No, no. I yeah, mean, that it is really surprising that he's saying that so close to uh, to, to the season ending. But frankly, are you surprised? I feel like he wore it on his sleeve in that reunion. I feel like I feel like Jeff has had been critical of San Juan del Sur all the way through. Yeah, I'm just surprised that he comes out and says that as publicly as he did. Especially, also, I think because the way that most fans ended up feeling about the season was. Boy, uh, that was sort of a, a rocky ride to start. But a lot of people, I feel like, were happy with the season overall by the end. Yeah, I got to tell you, I love Jeff Probst. I think he's a great host. I think that he's done great things for Survivor. And I don't think that you can have Survivor without Jeff. But I wish that he'd stop commentating on the seasons. Because I feel like his assessments of the seasons, I feel like, are almost wildly off base with with uh, certainly how I perceive seasons. You know, I'm not a big Karamoan fan. He called that one of the best seasons they ever had. And I think one of the greatest favors that he did for the first Blood versus Water and for Brain, Beauty, and Brawn is that he didn't say much about them. And those two seasons ended up being tremendous. So I think with Jeff really downplaying 29, which I do think a lot of people turned around on. I certainly did. I really love that season now. Uh, but he, he's very much hyping up season 30. That makes me a little tiny bit nervous, and I wish that he just kind of keep it down a little bit. Let us be the judge. Yeah, there is a lot of hype uh, around this season. Do you think, is the hype getting out of hand? 
a little bit for me, uh-uh. just like ca- calling season 30's cast the best cast of all time. They look great. Don't get me wrong. I'm very excited about this cast. Very excited. And I, think, and I think it looks good, and it could turn out to be a top-tier season. You never know. It's very possible, and it looks like it's got all the makings for it. It's got all the fixings for it. I just, I would wish that, I would wish that Jeff didn't dig so deep into this kind of Big thing. woman! Yeah, I, I think that he, he should really just, you know, pull it back just a smidge. A little bit, a little bit, a little, a little bit. Anyway, I really thought this is very fascinating, though. This quote that Jeff says about how in traditional, you know, television or movies, you know, you find people to play the parts, whereas this is different. And they realize that you just find the best people and then figure out what it's going to be once you have the people, you know, it. And I thought that this is something I've never really heard said before, but it's very fun for me to uh, think about. Whereas, like, if Survivor was a movie, they just go out and they just, like, would find uh, as many of the good actors as that you could. And it's like, Tom all right, oh, Hanks. Yeah. Oh, we got Tom Hanks. Oh, we got we got Bradley Cooper. Uh, all right. Get oh, Brad- get Bradley Cooper out of this. I don't want him in this. <laughs> I don't want him in Survivor the movie. <laughs> what about Mark Ameri- Wahlberg? American Survivor? Yeah, can we get Mark Wahlberg for Survivor the movie? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be pretty good. <laughs> I'd like to be in Survivor the movie. That sounds yeah. like a great. That sounds like a great idea, Sestanino. And then we go to the table read, and so uh, we've got like our eighteen actors that are going to be in Survivor the movie, and then we're sort of like just like staring at like the bulletin board, and it's like, what is this movie about? What are we? What are we doing with this group? It's like, oh, okay, what about, you know, these people are in the mob, and then these people, uh, they are, they work at the Vatican, and then uh, these people are, you know, uh, a terrorist cell. All right. Is, is, this the, is this the time to cast survivor killers versus racists? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I just think that's, re- that's really, really funny. Uh, you know, just, just sort of talk about that distinction. Uh, you know, I thought of this the other day and I wanted to say it to you uh, in one of our many conversations, but I, I had an idea for a podcast I wanted to do one day. Uh, and the podcast was Survivor the Movie. Yes. And I wanted to come up with like the screenplay for Survivor the Movie. And basically Survivor the Movie was going to be like, we would like come up with like, what are all the most like iconic moments in the history of Survivor that would be happening in this one season, which would be Survivor the movie. Oh, wow. You yeah. got to get Cochran on the line. He'll, he'll, write, he'll write the script. I feel like Survivor the movie would be a fun podcast. That, that could be Cochran's comeback. <laughs> yeah. Lord, Lord knows he needs it. No, he's doing fine. He's doing sure? great. Yes. I'm positive. He's going, he's going back to Survivor. So <laughs> how, how good can he be? Oh, for the all-star season. That's right. It's not an all-star season. It's, it's not. It, oh, well, I guess it's technically. Yeah, that would be the all-star with uh, Gordon Holmes. That would be an all-star season. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, the, I like that idea. You should do that. I'm into it. I love it. All right. We'll save. We got to maybe in the Survivor summer. The movie. Yeah, maybe in the summer. I think, I think it's a good point, though, that he raises. I, I feel like something like, um, you know, fitting Survivor contestants into predetermined roles, you know, coming up with the idea of white collar versus blue collar versus no collar before you cast these people. I think it's different as exhibited by the fact that you and Gordon, you know, cast a season in an hour and a half uh, with former contestants. I think that that's, I would say, easy, but it's doable. You know, you've got a wealth of people that you can that you already know that you can bring to mind that would fit really well into these roles. 
Uh, but it's a crapshoot on newbies, you know, people who have never played the game before. I feel like if you're casting specifically for that type, it could be tricky. So I, I've got no problem with the way that that Survivor does this. I I I did with with Brain Beauty and and Brawn at first, and and when that season played out uh, remarkably, I I really you know I I couldn't give less of a crap at this point. <laughs> just yeah. to be honest, you know, as long as the season is good. Just give us a good season of Survivor. So it's very encouraging that they're doing this this way, where it's like, okay, let's find the best people, and then let's just sort of like shoehorn the theme in there. But to me, it's almost sort of shocking. How did we get away from let's just find the best people possible? I don't know. I I feel like, uh, you know, Survivor lost a little bit of its mojo, maybe somewhere in the early 20s of this show, kind of lost its way, maybe right around 22 2022 mm-hmm. ish, and we got kind of caught up in the let's bring a couple of all stars in and let's, yeah. you know, load these seasons up with people who will just get cut down by these all stars. By the time that they got to their next all newbie season, 24, uh, One World, I feel like maybe they forgot how to cast this show a little bit. And I think that since then, we've been really good. Yeah. I think that since then, uh, you know, Caramo and aside for me, I, I feel like uh, the casting has been pretty, pretty good on, on, on Survivor, although I guess. Prost will disagree about 29. All right. Well, and also one other thing uh, regarding the what Jeff thinks and casting sort of all together. This is the third consecutive season now, Josh, of all new players. There has not been three all new player seasons in a row since 17, 18, 19. That's pretty awesome. I mean, it's kind of sad when, when you put it that way because uh, I do love my all new player seasons, but it's 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 great that Survivor has the confidence to do this right now. Uh, I would have liked to have seen a lot of people return for season 30. It's a big, momentous occasion, uh, even if Jeff Just the 30th season. You know, it's just the 30th season to Jeff and Mark, but it would have been cool to see a bunch of All-Stars come back for season 30. At the same time, if they have the confidence in, in Lynn Spillman and in themselves in finding just all original, all badass cast, I'm all for it. And, and it seems like... You know, based on the way that Jeff's talking right now, at least, it seems like it worked out for them this time. And if this season works, if this season is as good as they say it is, I'm not sure when we see All-Stars on Survivor again. I know. And that's bad news for, like, the Sierra Eastons of the world. Yeah. I feel, I feel like, you know, that's bad news for the B- the Vetus Bushkowskis of the world, where, yes, you know, these are... totally come to yoga. I know, he should totally come to yoga, but he might not come back to Survivor, because he's gonna... There's gonna be so many other great, great, great contestants that are gonna come out of these newbie seasons that by the time they do decide to do an All-Stars, you know, someone who seemed like a shoe-in for season 30, someone like Vetus, who is really front of mind, maybe fades to the background a little bit. So that's the that's the risk you run, but if the upside of that is you now have, you know, dozens of great new memorable contestants. I don't think that's the end of the world. Yeah, and the next time we do do an All-Stars, let's say 32 is an All-Star season. You know, it's not going to be that watered down. I mean, I think we're going to have a lot of people where it's going to be almost like, you know, a big gap like in between like from the first All-Stars to fans versus favorites where we had sort of a block of seasons where we had a lot of people to choose from. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing is it's there. It's going to be no shortage of, of survivor contestants that they can pull in from the past. Uh, almost too many, probably. OK, so. All right. Let's get into number two. All right. The number two thing that we need to know about the sticky situation. <laughs> well, everyone. Yeah, to be careful about getting into number two. Yeah. So always be careful. So 
The second thing we need to know. Is that better? Yeah. All right. This, let's, let's go with that. <laughs> the second thing we need to know about Survivor Worlds Apart are about the twist, the twisty twists. The now, wins twist. Yes. Yes. Now, again, no major format twist that we know of at this point. Uh, we have sort of a minor twist to start the game. But then something on the horizon that we don't know a lot about and we can speculate. All right. Yeah. First, so- sounds like a, a little bit of a Shyamalan on the horizon. <laughs> yeah. All right. It will sh- can we get Shyamalan to direct Survivor the movie? Oh, yeah. I thought that he was going to be on season 40 with Tiffany Thiessen, though. <laughs> no. no we- Celebrity Survivor. No, we got to see if he'll, if he'll direct. Uh, we could do better than M. Night Shyamalan for the director of Survivor the movie. Let me just tell you that right now. Okay, good, good. Well, I want to hear you. We're, a- we're aiming high. We're aiming big high. Big moves. Shyamalan's washed up. We got to make big moves. All right. Yeah. So, all right. The twist. Josh, tell us about this twist to open up the game. So, yeah. So, this twist is, this opening twist is from Gordon Holmes's interview with Jeff. And, and Gordon Holmes and Jeff talked about an opening twist that is going to be reminiscent of season 28. Uh, where where you know everybody had to pick one person on their tribe to make a decision. That decision, you know, sent somebody off to their camp before everybody else got there. I don't know how how the mechanics are going to play out, but it's going to be very similar to that, where uh, somebody gets to go to camp and gets to make a decision. But the twist this time is that two people are going to get to go to camp and make a decision, and they have to share the decision. And if they decide to lie to their tribe then they have to share the lie or at least have the knowledge that the other person has lied. Uh, so that's something that Jeff seems very excited about is this uh, share the lies is the big, the big term that he's been throwing around. Uh, it sounds like a hashtag. Share the lie. <laughs> share the lie. Who All knows right. your lies? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I, I guess what it ends up being is these two people who go to their camp, uh, they decide between taking a big bag of beans uh, for their tribe and no immunity idol clue, or they can take a small bag of beans and an immunity idol clue. So that's, that's actually pretty tricky. Is it true that Austin Cardi is recommending they take the small bag of beans? Uh, I don't think that uh, Austin Cardi today. Yeah. Austin Cardi today is never eating beans ever again. <laughs> I don't think Austin Cardi's eating beans for getting close to 10 years. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so are we that in love with how this played out in Survivor Kageon? We want to sort of double down on this. I mean, it's the, I don't think that it's doubling down. I think that this is a really great improvement on the idea. I, I see it kind of as, um, you know, tinkering with the immunity idol itself, you know, introducing the immunity idol with with the way that it was played, with how it has to be played uh, before the votes are even cast. And then the next modification was playing the idol uh, after the votes are finished being read until we get to the idol that we know and love or maybe love for some people today. Uh, I feel like this is similar. I feel like this is a really good improvement on that opening twist, on that idea of sending somebody out to camp first uh, to have some sort of opportunity. I, I really like this idea of having to share this choice between two people because we might get an immediate alliance between two people depending on the decision that's made. And if these two people are very much on the same page and they're like, we can trust each other. We can make this happen. This could work out really well. Or you might see people who are making extraordinary enemies out of each other if they violently disagree about something or if they you know, choose to agree to tell a lie or to tell the truth uh, but are going to backstab the other one after the fact. I feel like it creates some 
really serious tension right off the bat, or it might flop, but I feel like it has a, has a good potential to be pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, Jeff said in the interview with Gordon, he says, uh, we're hoping at least one tribe takes the bait. Cause then when we have the switch, which we always do, people start comparing stories. So I like that, you know, uh, it's a trap, uh, from the beginning. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I would hope that, you know, some of the savvier players are going to figure that out. You know, if, if these players are as smart as they are, uh, I feel like you'll, you probably ought to, you probably ought to see, some of these people just turning down this offer completely because anyone who's seen Survivor knows that this information is going to come out. Yeah, because the last time around, I feel like for Garrett, it didn't really play out because he got voted out so fast, even though he had the idol. Um, I feel like with the Trish thing, she took the big bag of rice. And then the Morgan thing, she took the clue, but then she never found the thing. And we got the LJ, you know, she's hot. She's not cute. I don't trust her. We right. got that out of it. But ultimately, you know, Morgan never got busted uh, because of the decision she made. Right. But I feel like including an extra person into this situation. Yeah, raise from the, the stakes. Jump, yeah, it, it raises the stakes. I, I think it's good. I, I think, you know, the, the more complications we can have with, with the dynamics of, of the contestants from the jump, I think it's, I think it's fun. I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out. I really like the idea as it's suggested here. It'll be fun. Do you think that it has ramifications by the end of the 90-minute premiere on February 25th? Do you think we get through the first episode without incident because of this? Uh, no, I'm sure it has ramifications. Uh, to, the, to the point that I feel like whoever the first person voted out of this season is will be one of the two people who get sent off on this mission. Okay, good. Also, all right, here's where things are getting interesting, Mr. Wiggler. All right, so from the interview with Jeff Probst from Dalton Ross, Dalton Ross says, of course, that's not the only twist this season. The host also told us back in December, there's a new element at play. We have a new advantage in the game, something we've toyed with for a long time and decided to do it this year, and it plays out great. I'll leave it at that for now. Oh my God, the Shyamalan idol. The Shyamalan idol. The M, the M. Night idol. Oh, can we get Tyler Perry to direct Survivor the movie? Uh, <laughs> no, I like him better in like the Gone Girl speed where he's just showing up. Okay. Yeah, let's, I, I would be fine with Gone Girl, Tyler Perry in the movie, but not directing. All right, Josh. Mystery twist coming. It's a twist. <laughs> yes. What could this be? I don't know. Uh, it's very, it's very interesting. Uh, you know, is is this? You know, there. Every everybody always throws out. You know, all of these ideas for how we can add new wrinkles to Survivor. I mean, you've done at least two podcasts on the subject in in your think tanks with yes. uh, with Mr. Stephen Fishback. Uh, so I wonder if uh, somebody on the Survivor production is listening to your think tanks. Maybe they've pulled an idea from from your playbook. Hmm. An advantage, though. An advantage. Yeah, I mean, you have to think that it's something along the lines of an immunity idol, maybe another immunity idol with special powers, hopefully not Tyler Perry idol, although well, I, be I believe Jeff was asked about that. Yes, he, I believe Gordon asked Jeff Probst about the Tyler Perry idol, and Jeff didn't, Jeff said no Tyler Perry idol, but then it seemed like he got a little defensive uh, yes. with Gordon, and uh, <laughs> it's really funny that Gordon asked the question, are we going to see the return of the Tyler Perry idol? Jeff says, Tyler Perry Idol's not coming back this season. Uh, but I felt like you said that with a little bit. Did I sense something there? <laughs> yeah. 
Good on Gordon for digging his heels. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, like, yeah and, I wasn't a fan. Yeah, and Gordon says, I wasn't a fan because it reminded me of Cook Islands where Yule had the super-powered idol. And Jeff says, I still submit. Look at history. Look at the live show. When I said, would you have liked it if Spencer had found it? And it was a standing ovation. It just fell in the wrong guy's hands. Okay. Well, those are the people on the street. So you got to be what you have to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I was there. Everybody was standing up and applauding and speaking llama. Yes. Yeah, so was there a standing ovation? Je- Jeff asked. Uh, I don't so what, standing ovation. <laughs> would you have, what would you guys have said if Spencer had the immunity and a standing O? I think a, I think a standing O uh, <laughs> does not sound right to my memory. I think a sitting O sounds about Sitting right. O. Yeah, it was yeah. a sitting O. Well, anyway, you could get the O, standing or sitting. Yeah, you uh, want to get the O, but, you know, it, it didn't seem as uh, as uproarious as Jeff is describing yeah, here. It doesn't sound quite as epic as, as what Jeff is saying. Okay, so there is a new twist in play. We'd love to hear in the comments what you guys think the new advantage could be. Uh, again, no sign of Tyler Perry, though. No sign of Tyler Perry. I think that's all right. I think that that's okay. And I like that, at least for now, I mean, I guess it is pretty early, but at least he's not naming this new advantage after any celebrities so far. <laughs> yeah. But I want this. It could be the M. Night Shyamalan idol. You never know. It could be. What a twist. All what right. Twist. And <laughs> I mean, if, we are, if Mark Wahlberg is going to be in Survivor the movie, I mean, they work together on The Happening. It's true. The re- I, Happening. Yeah. I, no, I think, I think Wahlberg's in. I, you know. I don't, I don't think that's going to be hard. I need my Oscar. The Survivor of the Movie could get me my first Oscar. Whoa. All right. Last thing about twists. No Redemption Island, no Exile Island. Good, great, grand, wonderful, no yelling on the bus. I like it. That's yeah. awesome. Yes. Go. Yes. Good. All right. So uh, good news all around. Everybody's be excited about all that. All right. Number three. Let's dig into this cast a little bit. Uh, and let's talk about probably the person who may have gotten the most attention today uh, as all the casting news broke. Uh, Somebody who is a prominent member of the Survivor community is on this season, and that is Mr. Max Dawson. My best friend. Yes. uh, Now, when you say that he is your your best friend, uh, I think, are are you being sarcastic? I think people are going to be confused. No, Max Dawson's my best friend. I'm a Survivor fan on the internet, so he's my best friend. Yes, well, Max Dawson, just to give you guys the background again, if you uh, are under the Purple Rock and did not spend a lot of time on in, in Survivor Twitter today, uh, Max Dawson is a 37-year-old member of the White Collar Tribe. Uh, by trade, he is a media consultant. Uh, and his personal claim to fame is that he taught a college class on Survivor at Northwestern University. Um, Max, I feel like, arrived on the Survivor scene with a big uh, splash. I feel like around the time of Survivor 22, Survivor 23, and he was teaching at Northwestern University, and he had a number of uh, former Survivor players both appear in his classroom uh, to talk to the students there and then also uh, come in via Skype, which I myself was one of the people that Skyped into uh, Max's class and talked with Max and his students. Yeah, Max is a legit Survivor celebrity before he even played Survivor. Yeah, and I would say 
outside of the blood versus water relatives, like I was trying to think of like people that I've met before they went on Survivor, take away your Laura Bonhams or your Katie Collins and sure. people, people like that. I think he is certainly by far the most prominent member of the Survivor community to appear uh, on the show um, at, after being a prominent member of the Survivor community. Yeah, I think that you could say that pretty handily. Yes. So a ton of people uh, who are out there, a ton of people who are uh, listeners to the podcast uh, know Max Dawson. I mean, I've seen him at uh, finales and stuff like that. Uh, and he is somebody who is a avid uh, RHAP listener as well. And so he is somebody who's going to be a very polarizing figure this season, I feel like, because while he has a lot of support in the community, I think he also appears to be potentially a villain, Josh. Well, also in his in his video at, at CBS.com, he mentions like, yeah, there's going to be people who are excited for me to be out here. But at the same time, lots of people who are going to be waiting for me to fall on my face. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the third piece of this. You know, it seems like he, you know, he has the tools where he could come out and play a villainous role. Uh, but beyond that, I do think that there probably will be Survivor fans out there who who know of the Max Dawson and are are kind of on the edge of their seat to see if he's just going to bomb. Yeah, well, of course, so it's, it's high. I mean, high pressure for this guy. Uh, A lot of to, pressure to to go out there, you know, with with expectations of of how he would play. He has this reputation as the Survivor professor to go out there and play Survivor, you know. I, I would be nervous. I'd be nervous. You'd have to have a lot of confidence in yourself to pull this thing off because if it goes the other way, you never know. It, 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 could, be, it could be an interesting reaction. Yeah, it's a tough spot to be in because... Cool I mean, spot, though. Yeah, it's a great spot. It's a great spot to, to actually be in, but it's a tough spot because you're, you know, as the, you know, coming in as the expert, coming in as, you know, a very avid fan of the show... You know, you're going to have people who are wishing it was them like you took their spot. So they're going to be critical about stuff. And I think it's going to be super interesting to see how this all plays out. Yeah. The other thing, too, is that, you know, Max Dawson is really kind of I feel like in front of the survivor bus. First of all, it seems it, it, this is something Kelly Wentworth tweeted out. It seems like the survivor social media ban has been destroyed. Yeah, what's going on there? Now, coincidentally... Rebels without a cause or just, you know, the, the media ban has been left, the social media ban? I don't know. I really don't know. Now, we talked about it in Survivor 29 a lot. Now, had, has Jeff just, like, given up? Like, did Jeff say, boy, Survivor 29, I hated it so much. Did he say, well, maybe I was wrong on the social media ban? Uh, and now, uh, now the Survivor 30 survivors can just tweet whatever they want. The other thing I was thinking was that he's, he just didn't like the 29 contestants and didn't allow them to tweet, but really <laughs> likes the 30 contestants and is going to allow them. To no, tweet. but he, well, he's like, hey, well, boy, Tony and Cass and Spencer were tweeting uh, every five seconds. So maybe we got to just recapture everything about Survivor Kagiyan. Yeah, I mean, Rob, this would not be the jerkiest thing that Jeff Probst has done. Yeah. Now, uh, coincidentally, since we're talking about uh, the social media stuff, this we should have given this its own thing, but we, we have too much to talk about here. Uh, so Jeff Probst, uh, maybe the social media ban is still in effect, and he banned himself from social media because Jeff Probst has not tweeted since December 17th. Where are you, Jeff? Yeah. Jeff, come back. Where is, where is Jeff? 
Uh, his last tweet was, what up, Survivor fans? I'm excited. Hope you are ready for the Survivor fa- finale tonight. Three hours total. Exclamation point. Heading to the studio. Uh, boy, um, I think Jeff might have been. Final words of somebody before they are abducted by aliens. I boy, uh, I'm just reading this tweet. Uh, over under on exclamation points in what up, Survivor fans? I'm excited. Hope you are heading to the Survivor finale tonight. Three hours total. Heading to studio. Fun. Uh, lots how many? Of, lots, 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 and lots. How many exclamation points uh, in that, those 140 characters? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and guess. Let's call it seven. Uh, I'm sorry. We're looking for eight. Oh my god, I was eight. so close. Eight exclamation points. One at the end of every sentence, and then three after fun. So close. So if you try to force it and it doesn't fit, it did probably not fit. doesn't belong there. Yeah. It didn't belong. So, wow. Oh. So I wonder, was Jeff, Jeff seems a little, that seems a little hollow now in hindsight. Yeah. I don't know. He's, uh. I feel like if you, if you have to have eight exclamation points, and, and, and now we learn that Jeff really didn't love the Survivor 29 cast, I wonder if maybe uh, that might have been a little for, forced enthusiasm there. Just a touch. Yes. So, but Jeff hasn't tweeted. So, so basically, you know, when so he's going to let away. The, yeah. He'll let the new cast tweet for him. <laughs> maybe. But yeah. I just think that maybe he hasn't been on Twitter. Maybe there are people on Twitter like at Jeff Probst. Like, I can't believe this person from Survivor 30 is tweeting, blah, blah, blah. And he's just not there to see it. But maybe when he goes and checks his messages, like uh, maybe uh, heads are going to roll. I, I don't know. Just, to, you know, to get back to Max Dawson on, on this topic. He strikes me as a guy who isn't going to stop tweeting about Survivor. Yes, yes. Well, it's it's actually it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of interesting to me. It's something that that I've you know heard you say, and you know, in talking to people about why you would not want to go back on Survivor, Rob, because you know Survivor's kind of become your business. You podcast about Survivor. This is this is your livelihood. Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, and and a guy like Max Dawson, before he was on Survivor, Survivor was kind of his thing. Uh, so he was he was very much a fan of the show before he was, uh, you know, a player, a well, well documented fan of the show. What's he going to do? Not, you know, tweet about Survivor. Well, yeah, that uh, that's that's tricky. I mean, I think that's the idea, though, when you're you know, they have a pe- people that are in a perfect world. You want people on the show who are fans who probably would tweet about Survivor. I But I think we're in a new era and maybe this season is the beginning of that. And, and we'll talk about this uh, a little bit further down the road. I think that we're going to start seeing in the coming years, more and more people that we may know already from within the survivor community become people that we see on survivor. Dude, don't spoil the fact that I've been cast for Survivor 31. <laughs> no, but I think that like we are, as a Survivor community, becoming uh, a more increasingly, increasingly like uh, a tighter knit group. Like the people who are on the internet who care about Survivor, you know, we all, we go to the same few places. There's only a few major destinations that we go to. And I think that over the coming years, this is a prophecy. And you tell me, let's go back in somebody five years from now, go back and tell me if I'm right. I think that every season we get, we're going to start getting more and more people that are like, oh, okay, well, actually this person is uh, blah, 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 blah. And we have like, uh, you know, people that we recognize their names from comments and all sorts of stuff. We're going to start seeing more and more people on the show in the coming years. I think it's a good prediction. Yes. Yes. Uh, 
and uh, Max Dawson is uh, the first. Is, is the Max Pioneer? Dawson effect? Pioneer. Pioneer. Um, well, I think I think also it'll depend on how Max Dawson does. Yes. <laughs> In all seriousness, too. Uh, also, a lot of the students that were Max Dawson's students throughout the throughout the years uh, are also fans and listeners of of this show uh, and took his class because uh, he's you know a, a real fan of Survivor, Big Brother, and all this stuff. And so uh, you know, there's all all sorts of people that you know got exposure to all of this world uh, because of Max's classes as well. Yeah, well, listen, if I was college-aged around the time that Max was teaching this class, I would probably try to spend a summer in Northwestern and play Survivor with this guy. I guess he did Survivor simulations. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So that's a great class. I would like, I would like to take that class. <laughs> a lot of stuff. And so I want to speak directly to Max, uh, for, for a moment. And, and I just want to say, I know that, uh, a lot of people know Max in the, in the community. A lot of survivors know him. A lot of the fans know him. My plea to you is don't give out any cryptic messages, any sort of things that's going to lead to speculation. There have been survivors, and I'm, I'm talking about some returning players that I have in mind, <coughs> Mike Scoopin. And uh, don't be like on Twitter, like, oh, you got to check out tonight's episode. You won't believe what happens at Tribal Council and stuff like that. Don't, don't uh, keep your secrets safe with you. Don't be scooping, stupid. Yes, yes. So, and that's what I, if any of the survivors are listening, don't be coy about stuff because then people say, well, if they're really saying this, then this is probably what happens. So uh, try to keep uh, us all spoiler-free since 2003. Now, I, I will say, though, I am very interested in how this guy does because he has been so active on social media that I really can't tell if it's because he's going to do great or if it's because he's going to do really bad. Right. I mean, uh, the book I, used to be, Josh, that if somebody is super active on social media before the season, it typically means they didn't do well. And right. they're like, oh, uh, like I'm only going to be on TV for three more weeks. I got to get all my tweets in now. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We called so it the Matt knows? Quinlan. Yeah, that's the Matt Quinlan effect. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, I can't believe we're naming something after that. Guy. The rooster, rooster, the original rooster, the original rooster. So I thought actually that was Chicken Morris. <laughs> Damn! Damn! <laughs> so a lot to do here uh, in season thirty. So uh, very, very exciting about to see how uh, Max fares. Uh, because, yeah, it's going to be uh, a really, really interesting thing to watch. Yeah, that's fun. I, I like the casting. I think it's good. Also, uh, just it's good to finally talk about it because I think everybody knew that Max Dawson was going to be on Survivor for the past like six months. Yes, one of the worst kept secrets in Survivor <laughs> history uh, of yeah. recent years. Yeah, so nice that we can all talk about it now. Yeah, not since uh, the cast of Survivor Caramoan was leaked. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right, number four. This one's interesting. This one's uh, a, a something that uh, I didn't know a lot about, but I did uh, an extensive amount of research today about this. All right, number four. There is a survivor uh, who lists his occupation as YouTube sensation. Oh, my God. Yes, and no, it's not Frankie Grande. Is he, is he a podcaster, this guy? <laughs> no, he's Ariana Grande's dad. No. Really? No, 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 no. Uh, we're, we're talking about Will Sims II, 
And he invented a famous video game. I th- yeah, I thought his name was Will Sims too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Will Sims. Will Sims too. Yeah, the inventor of, of The Sims 2. Yes, yes. You get to build your own tribal council. You build your own beach. Your own uh, buff. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. And then people hook up and it's, it's great. No, great Will, Will Sims II, that he is known as being a YouTube sensation because, Josh, back in, I believe in 2013, uh, he was the victim, quote unquote, of a prank that was done on the Jay Leno program. Okay, tell me more. Okay. Uh, it's the the biggest prank Jay Leno has ever pulled since the time he told Conan he was going to give him his show and took it back. Oh, <laughs> Too soon? Too soon. Wah, wah. All right, so let me just set this up here for a second, Josh. So that Jay Leno did this stunt where they had like a, a hidden camera in a gas pump and then Will Sims was pumping gas and like singing a song to himself. And then they had uh, an actor, Tim Stack, used to be on Son of the Beach, a funny guy uh, that he was like pretending to be like a TV host that was like just hosting like stuff on a loop. But then he started talking directly to Will Sims the second. Here's a little bit of how that played out. Hey, hey how you doing? Hey, how are you? You got a good voice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, do you do that professionally? No, just karaoke. Just karaoke? Yeah. Guess what, buddy? You, you came to the right gas pump. All right. I'll tell you what. We'll okay. pay for your gasoline. Okay. How about a little karaoke from you? Okay, well, what you want? What do you got? Oh, I'm an 80s kid, so I like, well, you're Jared, an 80s I like guy. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi? Yeah. Living on a prayer? You want living on a prayer? You need the words? No, I know them, baby. Really? Yeah. Okay, everybody. Here's Will with Living on a Prayer. You ready for this, Wiggler? Tommy used to work on the dark. You used to be no shine. He down on his luckiest toe. You're good. So too. All right. So And then uh, his wife gets out of the car, and she starts singing uh, also. Josh, uh, ding, marry, kill. Uh, Will Sims the second chase rice or Wanda? Oh, my God. Marry Wanda. Obvi. Actually, <laughs> maybe ding Wanda, marry Chase Rice because he's a super billionaire. Yeah, like and then probably, I don't know Will Sims. Can't yet. go wrong with a ding on uh, Chase Rice also. That's true. That's true. But I'd like the money. Yeah. All right. So, Josh, we have this uh, this prank. It got huge. Millions of YouTube videos happened. Uh, it's, a very, it's a very funny video. And this is <laughs> Will Sims the second. This is his job. It's his occupation. <laughs> this is his job. Now, this happened back earlier in 2013. Then uh, this season filmed in the summer of 2014. But, Josh, I will say uh, that even though this video brought uh, national notoriety to Will and his fiance, who then she got out and sang... Uh, I believe his or his wife's name is uh, Monifa. Okay. Okay. It is not without controversy, Josh. Why? What happened? What happened next? Did he did he hit a guy? No, no. But did somebody uh, hit him. No, nobody hit anybody. But did Bon, did bon Jovi uh, sue him? No, Bon Jovi was actually happy. Bon Jovi made a video uh, and of him like uh, thanking him for uh, like Bon Jovi like was impressed. 
Bon Jovi's just pumped that people are still talking about Bon Jovi. He was gas pumped that people are talking about uh, yeah, yeah, Bon yeah. Jovi. Um, nice. I like that. Good yeah. job. That so a, that was a diesel joke. <laughs> yeah, diesel. All right. So here's where the controversy comes in. There are some people who are wondering if this was real, Josh. Oh, God. It's one of those. It's one of those. Is this real or is it fake? Staged. Oh, man. Will Sims 2 is uh, is a fraud? Well, it's a good question of is this a real... Now, Will Sims and Manifa, they have both say they swear this was the real deal. But there real is... Deal. Yes, there is some evidence that maybe makes people suspect that it was uh, not the case. Uh, one, that Will went up to the gas pump in question already singing. Like, he was not prompted to sing. He was singing already, and then the camera's like, hey, you got a great singing voice. Sure. Uh, and then we went into uh, karaoke, and then uh, his wife went into karaoke. Okay, but again, NBD, as John Mish would tell you, right? Yeah, NBD, NBD. But here's the part where things take uh, an interesting turn because uh, the some researchers on the internet uh, came up with something that was a little suspect. Do tell. Back in 2013, Will's wife, Manifa, who was in the car with him, appeared on... Another Jay Leno <laughs> pumpcast prank at the same gas pump two years earlier and was pranked in exactly the same way. Oh, no. How could this be? How could this be? She says that she goes to the gas station all the time, that just happens to be the pump she goes to. They got her again. What she do you think? Past, of, she got past her. She got. <laughs> she swears up and down. It was just a coincidence. Oh my god! What do you make? What do you make of this? Is this mystery going to end without resolution, and all of the the details are going to come out after Survivor? <laughs> I don't know what to make of this. I don't know, man. Oh, we got to get Sarah Koenig. Listen, Sarah Koenig would be, uh, would be a good vetting process for uh, Survivor the movie, I feel like. Yeah, I think so. You could do some reason. <laughs> so, I mean, what's your take on this? I mean, what are the chances? Uh, that I mean, they both still insist that it, w- that it was real. Well, listen, I haven't listened to the podcast about this conspiracy yet. Uh, so once I get through all of those episodes, I will weigh in on whether or not I think Will Sims 2 is guilty. <laughs> Until then, I'm, I'm not going to judge. Uh, I don't I don't understand. Like, I mean, if you got like punked at a coffee shop at like a in a certain booth uh, and then that was on TV, like it, would you go into the same coffee shop and sit in the same booth and get punked in exactly the same way again and not be in on it? Yeah, maybe you just want to keep getting punked. I mean, it seems to have worked out very well for these people, if that's the case. Yes, yes. So I'm not exactly uh, sure what's going on there. But anyway, so Will Sims. Will Sims II is uh, the man who was organically uh, punked by Jay Leno, allegedly, at the gas station. And this is his job? I don't know. 
What has he done with this? So is he, he's got so he's, he's parlayed he's, it into Survivor. So he says he's a YouTube sensation. He doesn't even have like follow up videos or anything like that, Rob. Yeah, I don't think that. Again, does I, he have I a, does he have a channel? I don't think he has the channel. Um, I I feel like. Uh, it's almost like Star Wars kid. Like it's not like he put the video up himself. Like uh, with all due respect to uh, the great Frank Frankie Grande, at least he's putting up videos. Right. So how does this guy make money <laughs> being a YouTube sensation? Unless well, <laughs> it's a big payday from Jay Leno. <laughs> well, Josh, uh, apparently uh, hush money. <laughs> hush money is right. Um, apparently he's not making uh, that much money because he's on the no collar drive. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I guess YouTube sensation is a nicer title than no job. Yes. And also uh, his reasons on for being on Survivor are money, exclamation point, money, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two of the better reasons I've uh, heard from anybody. Yeah. So uh, it will be interesting to see how uh, Mr. Will Sims II uh, will fare. And uh, he appears to be <laughs> very easily duped. By things. Well, that depends on if it's authentic. If it's not, this guy might be a pretty good liar. Oh, so you think that maybe there's more than meets the eye? I don't know. You know, it depends. Like maybe he's still not going to come out and say that this was this was a joke. This was something that I was in on. But let's say it is, and let's say he's out there and he's pretty good at being deceptive and hmm. preserving preserving a cover and preserving a lie. Will yeah. Sims, too, could fool us all. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. Will Sims 2, the sequel. So, all right. We'll have to uh, watch it all play out February 25th, 90-minute premiere. All right. So uh, still we've got three more things that we want to talk about. But first, uh, Josh, uh, can I give you the seven things you need to know about today's sponsor, which is our friends over at NatureBox. Oh, not Nutbox, as I called it one time. <laughs> no, definitely not. That's a uh, coffee store in my neighborhood. Yes, that, definitely not. Uh, NatureBox, uh, of course. All right, uh, number one, <laughs> number one thing. Uh, life is hectic, and there's it's difficult to make uh, the best snacking choices. So uh, NatureBox is a great thing uh, for those tough snacking decisions. I make all the wrong snacking decisions. Yeah. Uh, two, uh, there's hundreds of nutritionist approved snacks. Nature Box is something for everyone, all with no artificial flavors, colors, sweeteners, uh, zero grams of trans fat, no high fructose corn syrup, and Jay Leno is not punking you. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like you're pranking me right now. <laughs> no, no. Uh, number three, there are snacks with bold flavors that you crave without any artificial nonsense in them. But I like nonsense. No, you don't want the artificial. You want real nonsense. Is there shenanigans at least? <laughs> no. No shenanigans? No, no shenanigans. Oh. Number four, uh, in the afternoon when you're hungry and irritable, grab some uh, pistachio power clusters, big apple, pineapple, or the dark cocoa almonds, which are my favorites. Yeah, I was going to say, if you didn't name drop those dark cocoa almonds, I was going to hop off this podcast. No, do not do that. Do not no, do I, that. I need that. Uh, number five, uh, we're giving you the chance to try Nature Box for free. Get a trial box with five, top five, baby, of the most popular snacks. You heard me, free snacks. Dark cocoa almonds? <laughs> yeah, those are popular. Okay. Uh, number six, start that free trial by going to naturebox.com slash RHAP. And number seven, you know you're going to snack. Get smart about it with NatureBox. Go to naturebox.com slash RJP. Get a free trial box of 
some delicious snacks. Okay, boy, uh, I hope they don't do the twist on Survivor where you get a nature box, a big nature box, or you can get a small nature box and a clue to the hidden immunity idol. Because I would take. I I mean, no offense to nature box. I think I would take the the small box. <laughs> no, you I would, want the clue. I want the. Clue. I would take the big nature box and say, forget the immunity idol. It's a curse. <laughs> it's a curse. You don't want it. And you know the na- believe me, your tribe mates, you'll end up in the final two practically by bringing your tribe a nature box. That's probably true. Number five, Josh. Hey, remember those uh, two girls that got cut from the beginning of Survivor San Juan del Sur? She's back. Yes, that's so Kim. That's so Kim. <laughs> yes, so Kim is here. She was one of the two women that were cut. Uh, it was her sister, I guess, that had the medical reason why she had to be excused from Survivor Blood versus Water. Yeah, I, I suppose so. But this was confirmed in Steve Helling's write-up of, of the cast announcement on People.com that So Kim was going to be on you know, San Juan del Sur until the 11th hour. Uh, so she gets another shot. She's here. She's back in Nicaragua. Okay, so here is uh, So Kim. Uh, and what do we make of So Kim in her second time around? Second chances. Second chances. So she's a retail buyer. Yeah. Uh, so she buys retail. <laughs> well, you should never buy retail. No, uh, I believe that she buy. She's. I, I think from her CBS video, if I'm remembering correctly, she she's. Uh, you know, she's into fashion. She buys clothes um, professionally. She seems uh, very well dressed. So that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I kind of get some Brenda Lowe vibes on So Kim. Brenda Lowe. So Low Kim. Yeah. Getting a little low. Yeah. All right. So, so what is it about her that gives you a Brenda Lowe vibe? Because I don't know. She, you I, think she's going to make somebody take out their teeth? Well, no, 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 no. You Who think she's going to be one of the top three for Miss Survivor and then not want to be in it? That is very possible. By the way, I have been uh, such a fool to not mention that the polls are open currently for Miss and Mr. Survivor for top three nominations. I know so many people have already nominated their top three, but in case uh, you were sort of in off-season mode and uh, tuning out Rob as a podcast, how dare you, you can go ahead and cast your votes for the top three at MissSurvivor.com. Top three guys, top three girls, and we'll have our selection shows, our top three uh, results show next week. All right. So Kim, uh, well, no, so no teeth taking out for people. No teeth taking out. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's possible. I just don't know whose teeth she would ask to to be removed. Yeah. They asked her, uh, "What survivor are you most like?" She said, "I'm a combination of Ozzy because I'm physically capable, agile, a bit self righteous, uh, poverty because I'm." Cute, flirty, and coy. Don't no stop being coy, you survivors. Oh, I and, thought you were gonna say stop being poverty. Everybody. No, well that that, that, that too. Is, that as well. That too. I don't need coy survivors. Uh and Cochran, self-deprecating, paranoid, and devious. That all kind of sounds like Brenda Lowe to me. Hmm. That's the, that feels like the Brenda Lowe combo. Well, Brenda Lowe's a little bit of all yeah. those people. Yeah, I guess um I think she also kind of just looks a little bit like Brenda Lowe. Okay. I feel like I feel like she kind of talks a little bit like Brenda Lowe. She seems like she's going to be flirtatious uh, like Brenda. Uh, I just I see a little bit of a Brenda vibe, and I don't know if it's because I'm associating uh, her being in Nicaragua with Survivor Nicaragua, hmm. uh, which which is possible. But I just kind of get that vibe from So Kim. Yeah. I think that I would probably end up in a lot of like who's on first uh, conversations with uh, with So Kim. I know because I always say, so listen. She'd be like, yes. Yeah. 
No, not you. I was talking to Tyler. Yeah. And how is that? How is that? So, so, like, oh, I'm so, 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 so. <laughs> yeah. So, and then if we added a Kim onto that tribe also, it'd be a lot of like, like uh, Kimmy so Kim. Yeah. <laughs> so, a Kimmy Kappenberg or a Kim Sprodlin? You, you have a Kim. You have a Kim Sprodlin there. And you'd be so, uh, so Kim. And then she thinks you're talking about her. Uh, it would be very confusing. It would be very, very confusing. Yeah. Uh, with so Kim in the mix, I feel like we could have uh, Survivor Kims versus Kellys at this point. There's also a new Kelly on this season. Interesting. Yeah. Could the be. Follow up to Robs versus Johns. Could be down the road, depending uh-huh. on the popularity of Survivor Robs versus Johns. Indeed. Okay. So. Josh, not so Kim, so Josh. So Josh. <laughs> That's so Josh. That's yeah. so me to say that. But let's just talk about, let's go in the Wayback Machine. Let's put so Kim back into Survivor Blood vs. Water 2. Oh, that's fun. That's fun to think about. Because uh, I feel like I feel like having her in the mix probably does change a thing or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Just looking at her, I feel like... Oh, I just I just see either take your pick of Drew or Alec just being horrible about about So Kim. Why? Well, they, I feel like they they are looking to add to the meat collection when they see. So uh, Kim. Oh, meat collectors. I'm a meat collector. Yeah, she, she's a babe. I feel like they would be doing their downtown Orlando thing on on her. Whoa, what are they doing downtown Orlando? I don't know. Alec says it's very fun. Oh, my God. He invited. Shut uh, your mouth, homie G. I will not. I will not. He, he invited uh, Jack. Yeah, Jack, shut Jack, your Jack. mouth, homie G. Uh, especially applies to Alec. Yeah, I mean, he really needs to take care of that. <laughs> yes. Um. Now, what about her sister? Do we know anything about the sister? Uh, no, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe somebody does. Probably somebody on Earth does, but I, I know nothing about uh, So Kim's sister. What do you think her name is? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's Kim. Um, that's Kim. Yeah, that's so Kim. So Kim, I think it's uh, probably okay. O- okay, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so. All right. Well, you got to feel bad for Okay Kim because you know, so Kim gets a chance to actually be on Survivor now. Okay, Kim is just going to have to live this down forever. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Kim had her shot. Now it's gone. Do you think that Okay Kim is okay with this? I don't think so. <laughs> oh not man, so, not so Kim. I don't think so. Yeah. All right. So uh, sure, a lot of fun. Uh, no, to be not had. so. Uh, so Kim. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are you ready for number six? Let's go to number six. All right, number six. Uh, we talked about this with Max Dawson, but it's a thing. There's a lot of fans on this season. Yeah, man. Where were these guys on Fans versus Favorites? Yes. I don't know where they were on Fans versus Favorites. I don't know where they were on Survivor Blood versus Water, surely, the second time around. But uh, we have a lot of people that either are known in the Survivor community, people that are giving us some clues that they're fans of the show. And I think that this is certainly in response to, one, we always get a lot of people like, uh, but why don't they put the real fans on the show? Yeah. That's a thing. Why uh, don't they? Well, we're gonna see, we're gonna see what happens if they do. And number two, I think we do get a lot of backlash from the uh, people from Survivor San Juan Del Sur don't know how to play the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. That's a thing, also. Yeah, that's the that's the San Juan Del Dur effect. All right, 
Uh, so let's just talk about a couple of members of the cast, and there may even be more, but uh, we have you know a lot of people on the ground. A lot of people tell us, uh, you know, that that's the thing about the Survivor fans, and that's the thing about this new era which we're in. The maybe it could be the Survivor thirties. Uh, could be the era in which it's the fans' day to shine on the show. The day of all the the Macters are going to go to sit in the. They can go and get in the back seat because and, uh, let the, the fans drive. drive. Yeah, because the fans are going to drive now. We're, right. we're putting the Macters out to pasture. Yeah, out to pasture. They got pastors. <laughs> they got pastors. All right, uh, let's talk about uh, one of the Survivor fans of uh, the season. How about uh, Sheeran Oskoy? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Don't ask me. I think so. Sure. Y- yes. Sheeran, she's in the white collar uh, tribe. How about this? They asked her, Survivor contestant you're most like. She said, Sandra is a sassy brown woman who doesn't take crap from anybody. Rob Sesternino is a witty, sharp, know-it-all uh, nerd who keeps tabs on everybody. And and isn't that the truth? How Nicely about done, that? Rob. Yes. Nicely done. Nicely done, Rob. <laughs> yes. You're getting you're still getting mentioned on Survivor. That's great. Rob's the best. Know it all. Steven should have never made that call. Uh, so you never see Steven's name in any of these bios. You once in a while you see Steven Fishback. That's a true that's a true fan. Anyone who knows who <laughs> Steven Fishback is. I feel like somebody recently uh mentioned Steven Fishback. Somebody somewhere. Some, somewhere. Out, out, some, out, out at some universe. point. Yeah. Somebody Steven mentioned Fishback. Back. Yeah. It was the, I forget. They said Steve, so it might have been uh, Chicken Morris. Steve Fishback? Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't think Steven goes by Steve. All right. So how about this? Okay. So that's... Stevie Fish. Well, that's great to see uh, Sheeran on the show. Uh, she Her claim to fame is she made Google Calendar the number one online calendar in the world, uh, and she helps take care of her mom financially. Uh, you like the Google Calendar? I love the Google Calendar. I use it every single day. Yeah. Very good. Very yeah. good. Like the Google Calendar. Um, interesting also, they asked her, if you could have three things on the island, uh, what would they be? She said, number one, a goat, but then in parentheses, or a muffin. Wow. Who's muffin? Who's who's muffin? muffin? Yeah. Who's muffin? Who is muffin? <laughs> How did she know who muffin was before you knew who muffin was? I don't know. Well, we don't. We are not 100% sure exactly uh, when you have to lock these bios. Right. This seems like this was a revision. Yes. Uh, Although, and, somebody has said on, on your podcast, I think that you can, you can revise this. I think it was Corinne. I think it was yeah. Corinne when she really picks on these people. And of course, uh, we had the breaking news on Twitter today. Of course, the day the cast comes out, I get peppered with tweets all day long. When is Corinne's cast assessment going to be? When is Corinne's cast assessment going to be? And then I s- tweeted about it myself. And then Corinne said, uh, the binder will be back. So uh, yeah. I, will, I will let you know when Corinne is coming. A lot of material for Corinne this season. But uh, that being said, she Corinne says you can update it. And she was only on Survivor 26. So I guess she would know. All right. So then obviously Sheeran did this. She she updated her, her quiz or, or her bio or whatever you want to call it. And I think that this answer, a goat or a muffin, uh, she's calling Missy a goat. So it's it's right there. That's great. She's calling her muffin. She listens to your podcast. That's pretty cool, Rob. Yes. Or does she? Could it mean something? No. 
Um, food. <laughs> so we're very, that's very exciting. Very cool. Um, also, she would bring Beyonce to the island? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then when, you, when you bring Beyonce to the island, you could say, Love you, babe. Yeah. Love you, love you babe. Yeah, I love, I love Beyonce. This would be great. Get yeah. Beyonce on Survivor 40. Yeah, get Bay. Get Bay out there. You think that she would align with uh, Kelly Kapowski? <laughs> I don't know. Beyonce would be good. Uh, is she uh, white collar, blue collar, or no collar? I think that she's uh, she's white collar. She calls the shots. Yeah. Okay. She makes the rules. She makes the rules. She makes the rules. She's in charge. She makes. The uh, rules. I feel like Beyonce's in Survivor the movie. Yeah. Why not? Who is she playing though? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, lots to figure out in uh, when we cast uh, Survivor the movie. We're really coming up with the screenplay for Survivor the movie. She could be Sari. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's good for Sari. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna really you know Hollywood this thing up. Man, wow! How about that? Okay, so uh, then uh, so we have Sheeran. Uh, we have how about Nina? Also, Survivor fan. What do we know about Nina? Yeah, Nina is. I believe she is a member of previously on Survivor, which is a, a Survivor fan Facebook group. It's a, a, it's a great awesome group. Survivor fan Facebook group. You are sucking kneecaps. <laughs> no, no, it's great. It's very, great. Very, very, very funny place to to haunt around. But yeah, she she's she's a part of that group, I believe. Um, she's also, uh, I believe she's she's deaf. Yeah, uh, Nina. Uh, she has, I, I think she has. Some, I don't know how to pronounce this. It's a cochlear implant, I think, where uh, she she had some sort of implant that she now is able to to hear through. She was not born deaf. She uh, became deaf later in life. So that's pretty interesting. Like your your fellow survivor, the Amazon contestant, Christy Smith. Yes, because. As everybody knows, I am a true friend to the deaf survivors, and uh, Nina is no exception, Josh, because that people uncovered this. People found that going back to 2011, uh, we have a tweet from Nina to me that she tweeted, is there any way to get a transcript or uh, closed captions added to your podcast? I'm deaf and I'd really like to read the podcast. Wow. Yes. And uh, I, on November 3rd, 2011, I responded, can you recommend a service that does this sort of thing? It would probably take too much time for us to transcribe it. Uh, that is probably fair. Yes. I don't know that the audio clips would, uh, would read well. Right, right. Um, no, it, this is something that other people uh, who are either hard of hearing have asked for. Uh, in the past and it's just something that is there's no cost effective solution right now to be able to do this i mean i'm hoping in the next few years we'll be able to you know just via computer be able to just load the podcast in somewhere and then it'll spit out like a transcript of what the podcast is like i'm very confident that that sort of technology is on the way if not already there but uh, especially, you know, three years back, it just would be just like there would be no way to actually do that. You need a little bit of a cash infusion before you have the transcription service here on Rob as a podcast. Right, right. But maybe somewhere along the way. But so anyway, but Nina, going back to 2011. Yeah, so she's been at, at least a Survivor fan that long and a fan of yours. That's that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So even hanging in there during uh, Survivor South Pacific. <laughs> uh, many of us did. Many of us did. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, something was going. Maybe Cochran got voted out. She wanted to know about what was going on with that. Oh, I thought you were going to say she got back in after that. <laughs> she came back. 
She came back. All right. She maybe if she would have uh, heard more of Rob's podcast, she would have been out by then. Probably true. Yes, that's uh, that saved her not being able to uh, follow everything I was doing. <laughs> Very likely. All right. Uh, then, because uh, we talked about uh, Max Dawson also, but uh, we left out this nugget from his bio uh, that they asked Max Dawson the reasons for being on Survivor. First and foremost, I am playing to win. That said, I am also uh, strongly motivated by the prospect of hearing Jeff Probst say all the fixins. <laughs> that's really good. That's a good one. Yeah, that's great. That's a good that's- one. Uh, and then what about Dan? Tell us about Dan. Dan, yeah, Dan Foley. I I guess he has applied for this show a thousand times, I think. Uh, he, is, he has applied for this show quite a bit. Uh, he, I think one of his claims to fame, uh, at least in, in his video, in his CBS video, he talks about how he has driven thousands and thousands of miles just to be at the open casting calls. So Dan is a guy who has been trying to be on this show for a very long time. And one of the interesting things he says in his video is he says if he wins, his wife gets the money. Uh, and he just wants the title. He wants the glory. The glory is forever. Wow. So this is a guy who's very serious about that Soul Survivor title. Yeah. And I know probably at least seven or eight people that could probably attest to the fact the glory maybe doesn't last forever. Does not last forever? <laughs> yeah. The money definitely doesn't, and it's questionable if the glory does. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe. Uh, he's also from Gorham, Maine. He says that he's the second person from Gorham, Maine after Julie Berry. Yeah. So maybe he and Julie Berry are pals. Is playing some Survivor Maine in his future? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Interestingly, uh, two other things about Dan Foley. Uh, I saw a picture of him floating around. I'm not sure if it was on Reddit or uh, somewhere else on the Survivor Reddit. Somebody had a picture of Dan Foley with Bob Crowley. Okay, so he knows Bob. Yes, yes. And number two, Josh, you might find this interesting. Uh, I feel like I read in more than one place, Dan Foley uh, looks like Hodor when he's not on Game of Thrones. I heard that, and you know what? Um, I see it. I can see it. Maybe a little more facial hair uh, than Hodor. Yes. Okay. There you go. Hodor. Maybe he. Yeah. Maybe he can apply the Hodor strategy. Yeah. Foley. Anybody. Anybody but Hodor. Foley. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, a lot of fans, and maybe even more along the way. Maybe even more along the way. Did you catch that? Uh, that Lindsay's pet peeves include know-it-alls. <laughs> uh, well, you know, so do Nicole Sesterninos. <laughs> Nicole Delma. <laughs> no. No. A different Nicole. Okay, that's her maiden name. Uh, so uh, the, the know-it-alls uh, can get irritating. I hear that's what I've heard. That's what the word is. All right, uh, number seven, the final thing we need to know about Survivor Worlds Apart, Josh. What is it? Boy, there are a lot of people from California. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're going back to Cali. We're going back, back, back to Cali. Yeah, there weren't a lot of Californians last season. I don't think there were any last season. Yeah, not a very heavy California season last season. So let's talk through it. And I like there being uh, California survivors because then I could run into them. That would be good for you. Yeah, I like that. All right. So, Josh, could you give us the rundown? Which survivors are from California this season? Sure. Let's go ahead and just up front say a lot. Yes. Uh, and let's start with the white collar. I mean, how stuff. many could there be? I mean, could there be, uh, I mean, there can't be more people from California than exclamation points in Jeff Probst's last tweet, right? I think you might be surprised. You might 
You might be surprised. I believe the number is nine. Nine? I believe the number is nine. Uh, we got on the White Collar Tribe, Max Dawson from California. Sheeran from California, from San Francisco. So Kim from Long Beach, California. Tyler Fredrickson, Los Angeles. Uh, so that's four of the six of the White Collar Tribe. There are no Californians on the Blue Collar Tribe. Uh, okay. Because no- nobody in California works hard. Yes, there are very few Blue Collar employees. here. All right. And so this is the No Collar Tribe. Haley Ford is from California, from San Francisco. Jen Brown from Long Beach. Uh, Nina is from Palmdale, California. Vince Sly is from Santa Monica. And Will Sims, too, is from Sherman Oaks, California. Yeah. That's five of six uh, are from California on this tribe. Only Joe is on the outs. Joe is from Arizona. So instead of going with blue collar, white collar, no collar, they could have gone with California versus the United States as the theme. Ver- of Versus the field. Yes, versus the field. Boy, um, so many Californians in one season. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. Yes. Uh, do, you, do you think we'll get a lot of directions uh, and traffic talk from the Californians? <laughs> Trey? <laughs> Ooh, what are you talking about, Tyler? <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and go to tribal council and then get on a boat and go back to the airport? Um, anyway, so the Californians are a thing. Get Kristen Wiig in Survivor of the Movie. Yes, uh, who's and she going to play? Armisen as well. Who's she playing? Who's Kristen Wiig playing? Kim Sprodlin? Kim Sprodlin? Oh, wow. That could be good. Yes. Uh, but I feel like Kim Sprodlin doesn't have any big moments. Like, we, like I think Survivor the movie is like, we need like, you know. I know, this is Kristen Wiig's chance to play like really stoic and confident and a leader, a born leader, a born natural at this game. But we need like nine or ten like great moments. Like, we need like Lex screws over oh, Boston oh, wait, Rob wait, in the wait, movie. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Kristen Wiig could be Chaos Cast. Okay. Oh, wow. That would be good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That could be very exciting. All right. So we have, and so is not one of the California people. Yes, she is actually. So she is. <laughs> so she is. <laughs> so we have nine California people, including so. Yeah. And so, and so it's very. She's taking away all my transitions. I know. It's very awkward. This is going to be a very tough year of podcasting for you. <laughs> as long as OK Kim didn't make it. OK, okay Kim is, is out. <laughs> OK. So let's go and talk yeah. about these nine people and whether or not uh, they have any advantage of all being from California. Well, what are the odds that we've got uh, any Mactor action going on here, you think? Mm. Talked about fans, but how many of these Californians are like those people who are in bars in Hollywood and the cast and people are like, yeah. hey, you look pretty hot. Let's get on this show. Yeah, I'm not sure if we have so many Mactors, but I, I think probably we do have a couple of recruits in the mix here. Now, a couple of these people are the people that we said are fans uh, in Shira and Max and Nina. And so uh, take those people. But I think a lot of the no-collar people... I think part and parcel of being a no-collar person is you're not watching Survivor every Wednesday. Yeah, you don't own a television. <laughs> you're not DVRing Survivor. Right, Listening yeah. to I, Rob I, as a podcast. You know, Joe Anglum, Jewelry Joe, does not strike me as necessarily deep-cut Survivor guy. Yeah. Uh, don't think Will Sims, too, watched Survivor, but hey, could be fooling me. Yeah. I, the only way Will Sims is watching Survivor is if they're playing it at a gas station. Right, exactly. <laughs> and Jeff Probst's like, hey, hey, you, pump 16. You'd be good on Survivor. <laughs> Why, would you like to be in this show? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, let's see your audition. You got any songs? 
Yeah, and you know, I don't, you know, just going to hazard a guess that I don't think Vince Sly has watched a lot of Survivor. Yes, yes, I don't think so. Uh, on the coconut truck. So I, I'm not sure about that. So we'll see how the recruits fare. But again, I'm not complaining uh, too much about recruits on the no-collar tribe. I think that you would probably not have your, go there for your strategists. Those are your, your whack packers. Yeah, it seems like it. Okay. All right. So, Josh, those are the seven things, but that's not all. So, Kim. Yes. Yes. So, so Kim what? You said so, Josh. I'm correcting you. You got her name wrong. <laughs> yes. Josh, we have more things than just seven to talk about. Is that correct? Well, I think there's just a couple other things that are, that are fun to acknowledge. Okay. Go for it. Uh, well, let's see. How about, how about Kelly Remington, one of the many, many Survivor Kellys who uh, has a pretty hardcore personal claim to fame. She's a police officer. She's a state trooper uh, from New York. And she says her personal claim to fame is my career because I get to use my pepper spray, handcuffs, nightstick, and taser before I even walk out of the house. Whoa. How about that? How about that? that so uh i think that she might be bryce isaiah's favorite contestant this season okay good josh uh that i spoke with uh uh rocky from survivor fiji uh earlier today yeah is that true (laughs) yes (laughs) it's very true it's very true uh and uh, he he wanted me to ask you in so many words don't change things around who do you think is the best kicker this season? Oh, that's tough. I probably should go with the guy who was the former NFL kicker. No, <laughs> no. Well, hold on a second here. Uh, that is he a former? I believe he's a college kicker. Is that it? Just college? Yes. His claim to fame is kicking the game-winning field goal uh, against USC on national television. I do not believe he has ever kicked a fully inflated or underinflated uh, football in the NFL. Rob, that's not what Tyler Fredrickson's Wikipedia page tells what me. What does it say? It says he he played in the NFL for the Washington Redskins and the Oakland Raiders in three preseason games during the 2007 season. Yeah. Well, does that not count? Well, you know, I, you if, know I don't know sports. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he never played that. Uh, I'll get look. I'll give it to him. I'll give he, it to him. He, he signed a three-year deal with the Los Angeles Avengers. Yes. But, but he, it, put, he plays with Iron Man? Yeah. I mean, West, technically, West Coast Avenger? technically uh, he doesn't have a regular season kick. Okay. So I don't know what that means. Under his belt. I'm going to assume that means he's not really an NFL player. Well, he never played in a game that counted. Okay. So then that means he's not an NFL It's a little player. bit like saying, so Kim was on Survivor Blood versus Water 2. Okay, almost, but not quite. Yeah, yeah. It was right there at the starting line. Right there. Yeah. So close. <laughs> so close. Uh, okay, uh, what else, Josh? Uh, let's see. I think that it's interesting, you know, speaking of the survivor think tanks, that somebody took your undercover butch idea but applied it to Lindsay from Survivor Kagiyan and just brought her back. Uh, How know, quickly we forget. Later. How quickly we forget that. Lindsay, the hairstylist and uh, single mother with all the tattoos and the freaky hair, she's back. Yeah. Mark Burnett was like, Lindsay really hated Trish, so what if we just had a season with no Trish? That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I got one more thing that I want to bring up here. I talked about this a lot last season, and I talked about the Vlachos factor. Yeah. And I talked about how how would 
Tony's game changed the way the players were going to go into Survivor 29. And the big problem with that theory is that uh, very few people from Survivor 29 watched Survivor before they went on to go play. So I think you could argue, and Natalie would make the argument, that Tony's game had a huge impact on the winner's game of, of San Juan del Sur. Yeah, I'm teasing a little bit. So Tony did have uh, an impact uh, to some degree. But, Josh, is it possible that the Vlachos impact is not fully felt until Survivor 30 because the players that played in Survivor 30, the most recent season that they saw was also Survivor 28. So they went, they watched Survivor 28. They could have had time to rewatch it. Then Survivor 29 filmed. They have no idea what happens. They leave to go film Survivor, you know, late summer of 2014. Yeah, certainly, certainly possible. Certainly still a thing that we could see. Who's striking you as somebody who is going to take inspiration from Tony's game out of this bunch? Well, I don't know. I mean, that I guess, you know, Max might be the first person that comes to mind. Well, Max has seen a lot of survivors, so I wouldn't just relegate him to Tony. Uh, I could see a guy like like a Boston Rod, Rodney Lavoie. Uh, I feel like he seems like a guy who probably only watched Survivor 28. Yeah, uh, and sees himself, you know, fancies himself a Tony Vlachos. He's he's one of those guys in his bio where he says, "Survivor contestant, you're most like." He says, "No one, nobody's going to play this game like how you're about to see me play," uh, which strikes me as a guy who hasn't watched Survivor before. But he's probably watched at least the Tony Vlachos season. Yeah, Joaquin also. Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix is on this season. No, but he is in Survivor the movie. Oh no way! That's too. He's not going to sign on for that. <laughs> yeah, he's doing it. He's too picky. Okay. Anyway, so uh, a lot to see what's going to happen. Will there be the Vlachos factor? Will somebody get screwed by the twist on the first night? What is the next twist that's coming down the pipe? Uh, So much to talk about here in Survivor 30 Worlds Apart. And boy, we are just getting started here. Uh, We'll be done talking about this season uh, around uh, Memorial Day. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a that's a long time from now. If that doesn't warm your fro- your frozen uh, little hearts uh, all over the country and the world, uh, then nothing will. I don't think so. I yes. think that that's that's all you need. That's right. Get nice and toasty. We'll be barbecuing hot dogs by the time this thing is all done. Oh my God. <laughs> all the fixins. All the fixins. Get all them the ready. Fixins. Get them ready. All right. Of course. So uh, I mentioned Miss Survivor. Uh, Evolution of Strategy, Amazon chapter dropping on Friday. Also, Josh, Podcast Awards. Uh, we're also taking nominations there. Oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, I will be sure after we're done here to to go ahead and do my part in that. All right, we are looking for nominations. If you think we're worthy for your consideration uh, in the categories of Best Entertainment Podcast and also in the category of People's Choice Podcast of the Year. That's it. It's the, like the best picture of podcasts. Don't don't nominate Rob as a podcast for anything else. Yes, don't nominate us for for everything because then they get pissed and then and then you get nominated for nothing. Okay, you got that nothing for you. Okay, got it. Josh, we have a hashtag for this podcast. You got to probably go Survivor the movie. Survivor the movie. Okay, yeah, good. All right. Well, that's going to start to build up the viral buzz about it. Yeah, I know. We, we're advertising early. Yeah. Know? Oh, I just I just heard breaking news. Survivor the movie. They're saying they're gonna have to. They have splitting it up into two parts it's too uh, big hollywood <laughs> yep yep splitting uh, it into two parts that's so hollywood <laughs> yep 
Yeah. And uh, there's some some talk maybe J.J. Abrams is going to be involved. Oh, my God. Lens flare. <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll, that's how they'll start the fire. Yes. Um, lots, all, lots of lens flare in uh, the Michelle Yee Survivor Fiji scene that gets adapted in this movie. Yes. Also, Richard Hatch wants to play himself. I don't think we're going to be able to do that. Yes. Uh, we'll see. We'll that's see. Wa- that's Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. But no, there's going to be a scene where Richard, Richard Hatch, the old Richard Hatch, comes back and meets the young Richard Hatch. Uh, Richard Hatch, the actor from Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> He's going to play the old Richard Hatch. Oh, okay. <laughs> who, who do you think would play Richard Hatch, honestly? Cast Richard Hatch right now in Survivor the Movie. <sighs> Boy, uh, I wish that uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was still with us. Oh, uh, he would be good. Yeah, be great. He, he would be good. And uh, short of that, uh, boy, this would be uh, tough. It's tough. That's tough. a really good. That's a really. Look, good we thing. have so much to think about when we do the Survivor the Movie podcast. Okay, well, we've got time. We've got time. All right, uh, Josh. Anything else you're working on in the uh, RHAP universe? No, just you know, tons of shows over at uh, Post Show Recaps. Uh, still trucking. Really, really working along on this uh, the Evolution of Strategy book with you every week. Yeah, uh, you know we're we're pretty far along. We're further along than than you guys are, but uh, it's it's coming together pretty well. It's it's been very fun. How about Justified? Justified, yeah, that's happening at post show recaps. Uh, Justified's final season just kicked off. So Antonio Mazzaro, if you guys like that guy, and you should because he's great. Uh, Antonio and I are talking about Justified every single week. It's an awesome show. If you uh, haven't given it a shot. Uh, I recommend doing it. It's one of my favorites. And Walk- Walking Dead. Walking Dead's coming back real soon. Yeah, Walking Dead will be back uh, mid-February after the Super Bowl. That's right. Yeah, it's coming right back. Better Call Saul as well coming to post-show recaps. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that's going to be you and Antonio, right? Yes, that's right. Nice. And then finally on Robin's podcast uh, the rest of this week, of course, the next podcast you're going to hear is going to be part one of the Amazon chapter of Evolution of Strategy, followed by then on Saturday, I'm going to bring you some coverage of the premiere of King of the Nerds season three. How about that? That sounds nerdy. <laughs> it's going to be very nerdy, but maybe not quite as nerdy as on Monday when I speak once again on the Spicen Hour. It's Tyson Apostle and Spencer Pratt from MTV and all the hills and Laguna Beach and now Marriage Boot Camp talking to them every week on Mondays. All right, Josh. So that's it. So that's Kim. <laughs> So we'll see you later, okay? Okay, Kim. Okay. Take care, everybody. Bye. Now that the show's over, don't forget to go to naturebox.com. Sign up to get your free sampler box of great-tasting, wholesome snacks. Forget the vending machine. Start snacking smarter with delicious treats like barbecue kettle kernels. Go to naturebox.com slash R-H-A-P. That's naturebox.com slash R-H-A-P.